We are DC On Screen. We are back. And we have a lot of new things to discuss, such as WB's new name and tagline. Robert Pattinson got a new first deal look with WB. Shazam got a new costume. Michael Keaton gets a new splatter of blood in an old costume. Sasha Kaye got a new haircut. Peacemaker got a new vigilante. Sandman announced a whole mess of new people. And Batwoman's Luke Fox got a new suit. All of that and a whole lot more after these very important words that we can't control. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. Hey, Kroger shoppers, make Dad's Day with gift cards for Father's Day. Plus, now through June 22nd, you'll earn four times the fuel points on e-gift cards. Just visit giftcards.kroger.com and then choose gift cards from the stores, restaurants, streaming services, and more that the dads in your life are sure to love. Restrictions apply. Visit giftcards.kroger.com to learn more. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 638. This is the podcast where we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers and welcome to the show. I'm David C. Robertson, and this, the man who once crashed into a utility pole because a cicada flew into his face through the window, Jason Goss. They both had it coming. <laughs> Have you heard about all this stuff with cicadas? No, but that inspires me. Occasionally something crazy like that happens, they'll like <laughs> shut down a whole freaking metropolis. <laughs> yeah, no, you dude, you should check out uh strange news over at NPR because like this is like here's here's one of the headlines from March twenty fifth, Brood X, the rise of the seventeen year cicadas. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds right. And, that means like, a real thing. They will conquer every once in a while. Like Oh, I know. Like, there's there are some real interesting theories about how, like the you know the the plagues back in the uh, Moses days were actually conceivably like something that may have happened around the same time. Like, there may be some historical accuracy to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them is basically like, yeah. So this part we can vouch for. Fucking cicadas everywhere. Yeah, look at this. Uh, plane carrying Biden's press corps uh, was about to take off. Then the cicadas swarmed. <laughs> They had, they were delayed several hours due to cicadas that filled the plane's engine. Gotcha. And, yeah, and a cicada <laughs> literally flew in through the window and that made will a be guy known crash. As MAGA uh, cicadas. <laughs> MAGA cicadas. <laughs> <laughs> Bright red tint to their wings. <laughs> Make America chirp again. 
the story delights me though. I love it. I, it uh, almost as fun to me as the. Um, you remember a few years ago when there were just unnaturally cold weathers in the South for a second? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it lasted all of two weeks. Oh, but okay. for us, like ten degrees uh, is, which is for like what freaking uh, I don't even know what that is in Celsius. But like, it's two degrees is or ten degrees is just like desperately cold for us. We don't even know what to do with ourselves. Everyone stays home. Um, and it was there for a minute, like even in Florida, which is even hotter than where we are. Uh, and one of my favorite stories where there were a, like a couple of car wrecks from people who had gone like hunting for iguanas on the side of the road, because apparently it's a delicacy. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, I'd try a nugget. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean. I've eaten some nuggets of different things in my time. I'll give it a. I'll give it a go. I'm gonna bet it's chewy and a bit chickeny, just off the top of my head. Because half the things that you try, they're like, "Oh, what's that?" Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, but apparently, it's really good. But the problem was, they weren't dead; they were frozen. So they were falling off the uh, trees, and people mm-hmm. go pick them up, throw them in the back seat, and keep going. And then, like, once they warmed up in the car, they were, like, hopping on motherfuckers' shoulders and be like, ribbit, what's up? Go on. <laughs> or whatever the fuck sound they make. Ribbit. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to make a sound for, you know, but that, yeah. they were just hopping on people's shoulders and scaring the shit out of them. And they're swerving uh, off the road with a car yeah. full of iguanas. Uh, God, I'd love footage. That's yeah, that's the great. stuff that I would be on Tick Tick for or Tick Tock for if there were more. Tick Tick. On Tick Tick for. <laughs> Yeah, congratulations, you're now an old man. Yeah, yes. get on that tick tick there. They got on the <laughs> Check out that uh, Vimy Guana. It's ribbiting at people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine that conversation. Grandpa, you ever watch this stuff? Yeah, I've had those before. Small round candies. Tastes great. No, no, Dad. No. No. I like the orange Okay. So I guess we should get into the show, huh? Shoot. All right. So uh, before we get to uh, the news proper, um, got to thank the patrons. Thank Absolutely. you, patrons. You guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we got a new patron. Um, let me see here. I'm pretty sure. I just forgot to put it in the... Jack. Jack. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. And sorry, you weren't in the notes beforehand. We had to look you up. I know. I'm just, you, well, I mean, if anyone's willing to, you know, throw down money for this show, they know who I am. There's also. <laughs> <true>. <laughs> like, I'm not prepared. <laughs> um, we only pray you look upon Dave with indulgence. <laughs> All right. So, uh, $1 a month gets you every episode ad free. $5 a month gets you that plus whatever else we decide to put up this week. Uh, we put up a, uh, a warm up for episode 634. It was called the Jesus gym. I thought it was a lot of fun. I listened back to it and I'm sitting in here laughing. Yeah. So we had a lot of fun we talk about the emotional dangers of painting your room and the comforts afforded by command strips and, uh, you know, you know, guys outside your window rapping about big dicks and money. Right. <laughs> Experiences we all know. And cherish, I'd say. Plus, you get to find out how to steal old displays from Walmart. So that's a lot of fun. And profitable. <laughs> it can be, if you do it right. It's actually, it, you know, actually, you know, now that you said it, it might be the first monetizable advice we've ever given on the show. Possibly. 
And if you don't want to deal with Patreon, or if you already do and want to help us out a little more, you can uh, pop over to DCOnScreen.com and click the Donate button. You can uh, go right next to that, to the Store button. Gives you some DC On Screen merch. And um, if you don't want to pay anything, you can always leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. All very well. I'm I'm told it helps. I don't don't know. Ah, better Better than not. Sure. That's what I've come to believe. All right, so uh, <laughs> they 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 unveiled uh, this uh, this new name for Warner Brothers and Discovery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw a lot of people upset with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's called Warner Brothers Discovery. I, <laughs> I was gonna say, do we wait for the drum roll or right? <clears throat> like, what did they want it to be called? I. I I mean, Warner Brothers, okay. Discovery, it, it okay. It felt to me like someone, <clears throat> like a back-end contract lawyer doing some paperwork, filled that in as like a placemaker. And everyone after that thought, for some reason, because the papers got on the wrong desk, that like, oh, that's what the name is now. We're going with it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like somebody was like, what is this? It's the uh, Warner Brothers Discovery merger. Just scribbled it at the top, sent it to the wrong person, and here we are. Yeah. Because it's, I admit it's one of the least inspiring names I've ever heard. But now, here's my here's my here's my hot take on it. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a hot take. I know, or maybe it is. I don't know. But here's why. And here's the thing. You remember when we didn't have to care about this kind of shit? I do. Yeah. Like we didn't know which company was owned by every fucking streaming service and which one might have a internet provider that was about to buy them out and possibly merger with a freaking bakery somewhere that, that is going to now be in charge of Deadpool somehow or some shit. We mm-hmm. used to not know that shit because it didn't matter as much. <clears throat> we yep. have we have gone through a series of events as as a people, as a group of fans that have put us in a certain place where now we're like hyper vigilant about every detail. Because we feel like we need to be in order to protect ourselves. I mean, that's that's roughly why I think a lot of it's happening. Right. Well, you know. Like, you can brace yourself for it. Like, oh, what's this going to be? Oh, great. Yeah, the, the title's <laughs> terrible. It's probably still going to be an uninspired piece of shit. Okay, cool. They should have just called it Pharaoh because I feel like that's what <laughs> we're just wandering in the desert trying to get away from Pharaoh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the way you said our people. I feel like... <laughs> Are you, are you saying that DC fans are the next, like, Jews or something? What's oh, happening? Oh, dear God, no. I'm saying we have, uh, as a group of people who love a set, right, have been scarred by some decisions that were made by the people in charge. Now, mm-hmm. to me, that's no different than saying that, you know, we're all employees at a certain company and our boss is a sack of shit. Right. That's roughly the, Which is the analogy. All, almost assuredly true. Yeah. Except, you know, we're paying them. For the boss to be a sack of shit instead of the other way around, which I admit is not the, the capitalist model I was taught in school. Um, yeah. But somehow here we still are because enough money's coming out that, well, here we still are. And am I suggesting boycotting? Absolutely fucking not. No. Are you kidding me? That's stupid. Um, we couldn't coordinate it well enough. That's the problem. Right. <laughs> it's not hey, that it well. wouldn't work. It's that we'd all have to actually do it. And it's no chance. Well, they always learn the wrong lessons from that. Like, oh, people don't like edgy. No. That oh, that's the other saying. thing. Is it, it wouldn't, yeah, you'd have to bang their head against the wall to get them to understand the right thing that we're, like, we could, uh, w- literally, 7 million DC fans 
who could all get together with the same fucking black and white T-shirt with the same text with literally the exact same message on it. Mm-hmm. And let's let's not say restore the Snyderverse because they seem so dead set against it. Let's say it's simple as uh, restore what, human decency. Restore human decency. <laughs> yeah, and not even something as, uh, as 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 much of an undertaking as like you know a greater than e or something like that. Like mm-hmm. let's say it's something real simple. Like what's something real simple we could do? Like um, see, I don't think you could come up with that many DC fans who would be willing to wear a white shirt. <laughs> There's black on the shirt. I don't know. No, I mean they would you just can wear whatever they, they, color they, shirt you want, just as long as the they, text is the same. They wouldn't be able to agree on what the text should be. I agree that that would be a problem too. Like, you, I don't think we could pick one thing that that many of us could all get behind at one moment. Like, I'm I'm open to anything you've got, but I can't think of one. I was just trying to at the moment. In the moment, I'm, I'm blanking. Like, Man of Steel two, ah, fucking half of them don't want it. Um, right, <laughs> just, uh, another Suicide Squad. Well, I don't know. Release the air cut, maybe, but. No, you, uh, a lot of people just would rather forget that it happened entirely, including whatever James Gunn's about to put out. Like, I because don't of them, we didn't get the Arrowverse Suicide Squad. <laughs> there's yeah, there's a whole freaking thing with that. Yeah, I, I genuinely don't know what you would pick that we could all get behind enough to even run the experiment. But if we did, if we found one simple message, we were all behind. What if it was just as simple as like you know hashtag DC Studios or something? Like you know, one thing we can agree on is y'all keep your fucking hands off our stuff. Um, yeah, I, I I think I broke that. I I, I haven't seen anyone else <laughs> speak out against DC Studios, but, but this week on Twitter, I was like, you, you can call it DC Studios, you can call it Collard Greens and Cornbread. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you're not gonna get away from the executives. <laughs> I did see that in my voice. I heard you can call it uh, what is that? Peach Tea. <laughs> ah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> but yes, even that is like, okay, well, great. You can, you know, you can put on sheep's clothing all you want, but I know who you are. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I wasn't thinking of the peach tea when I wrote that either. I was thinking of uh, Norm MacDonald <laughs> and talking about how this woman being disgusted by, by how he's referring to sex. And she's like, I call it making love. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I don't care what you call it. You can call it. Making grilled cheese as long as I get to stick my ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll go by whatever name. I don't care. I get, I, seriously, I've been racking my brain the entire time we've been talking. I cannot come up with one single thing. I've run some experiments mentally. Like, right, Superman should be in a red and blue costume. No, not necessarily. Yeah, no. You got um, that black and silver, man. Yeah, like... I don't know. That's the thing. I I can't think of a thing you would say about Batman that that many people would get behind on. It would have to be so vague that everyone would just went, hell yeah, and they had a completely different thing in their head. It would have to be something like, Batman's supposed to be Batman, and everyone's like, yeah. (laughs) It's like a syllogism at this point. Like, Batman, Batman's parents should die in the alley. Maybe that? Sure. Kind of. Kind of as close as I can think of, maybe. Like, <laughs> Superman should roughly be from Krypton and have powers. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. It's hard to come up with. But even if we could You'd do have it, to say, even if we actually, could do it, and it was in black and white, on the shirt, everyone were reading the same thing, they would still somehow confuse the message. If, if it was, Batman's parents should die in the alley. All of us doing it. They'd go, well, I mean, that's only the seven million other people. And I feel like, you know, some of our, some of our uh, focus groups have told us that what they really want is for, you know, him to uh, cuddle his parents in the alley. Mm-hmm. For and you know keep him alive for a little while. You know a nice happier, rounder version of Batman. Right. Maybe does charity work on the side. 
We understand there's a new version of Batman. Does his parents die in the alley? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it'd be somebody like somebody almost unimpeachable, uh, like somebody like Neil Gaiman or something that would come up and say, like, I have this idea for Batman. Um, so it starts with his parents dying in the alley. Oh, Neil, 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 no, no, no. People, people don't want that. People don't want that at all. Like, well, okay, first of all, I'm Neil Gaiman, and I say what people want uh, because I'm right. And two, uh, did you see the guys with the t-shirts outside? They all fucking say Batman's parents down the alley. You didn't catch any of that? Nothing. Those are, you know. Oh, you've got a graph. minority. You've got a graph. Toxic fans. Oh, Jesus, who the fuck am I? I'm only Neil Gaiman. You have graphs. <laughs> the, Someone are, in this office can use Excel. Holy lord. That is the loud mi- minority group outside. Yeah, just the the vocal. Minority. They're they're very toxic. I think we think Zack Snyder set them up to do it. <laughs> the same people are outside in t-shirts just offering cupcakes to the people, the employees that walk inside. Cupcakes and hugs. Batman's parents should die. <laughs> These are terrible people. Don't trust them. They're awful. Yeah. Fucking blueberry cupcake. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, yeah. I, what, did you, what did you think of this, uh, of the tagline for Warner Brothers Discovery, though? It's the stuff dreams are made of. I saw a lot of pushback on 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 the internet there for that, and I was kind of surprised because it's you know kind of the classic uh, it's the classic uh, Sam Spade uh, Maltese Falcon thing, man. Yeah, it's the stuff the dreams, dreams are made, made of. of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hadn't placed it, but uh, yeah, I know the phrase has been around for like, freaking what, ever. Yeah, like that's you know, I mean, you get what they're trying to do. Yeah, I do. I mean, you put aside, you know, kind of what the symbolism for the Maltese Falcon was. Like, you don't want to say Warner Brothers Discovery is, <laughs> you know, I don't know, insubstantial or something. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, honestly, you, you my, get they're my, trying to honor the past. I guess my my first thought, even reading that phrase, was no, show me. <laughs> yeah. Put your money on the budgets where your mouth is. Right. It's like, oh, it's the stuff dreams are made of. You know, Martin Luther King had a dream. You want to talk to Ray Fisher about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're picking and choosing whose dreams. Now, to be fair, you know, hey, that's that's a little bit of just how the game is played. Like, not everybody that writes a script gets to make it. I'm not saying mm-hmm. the entire model is complete crap. Look, you've got to keep right. certain things in place. Like, not every script can be made. Not every script gets made the way people wanted. Hell, most of them don't get made even close. You know, money talks. There's stuff that's just almost immutable. But some of the basics, like the stuff dreams are made of. It's a useless-ass phrase. It is. It it can be. It's, I don't know, man. It, it, given the context of this entire rollout, it's just, could have been an image of a flaccid dong, for all that mattered. <laughs> just... <laughs> It's not doing shit. <laughs> also, gonna have a real hard time making that look good in two D. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was underwhelmed by it, but I was just like, okay, I don't know what we're supposed to do anyway. So I don't have a better idea. So. Yeah, that was. I mean, yeah, like if I have, if I'm asked to have an opinion on it, I have one, and it's kind of like, yeah, I don't care. But I just genuinely, I still think our general approach should be like, listen, man, I don't know. It's new ownership. Let's see where it goes. We used to not watch these things. We used to not care. We, I don't know. Maybe we can get back to that someday. Mm, I doubt it. I did too. I think we've hit a point. Yeah, it's it's sort of that that Pandora's box has been opened. 
Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how far it can get though, where they're like eventually they're like hiring somebody and the entire internet's just like, Did you see his blazer? I hate that color, you know? <laughs> Let's cancel him. I hope he dies. Did you see his profile picture? It's awful. Like, I don't know, man. The guy's <laughs> extremely qualified and someone dressed him for that shot. Like, fucking give him a shot. Give him a chance. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Back to uh, so uh, we'll, we'll talk about this real quick. And only to point out, you know, there are all these rumors, continuing rumors from, I don't know, whoever. People. I don't know what, what these people's point uh, or what their, their goal is here. The, the spreading of the rumors that Warner Brothers is firing Robert Pattinson, that they're reshooting most of the Batman. They fired Matt Reeves. Look, Matt Reeves is, he's not fired. He's working on a lot of shit <laughs> right now. He ain't going anywhere, man. He's, he's uh, in the sandbox. And uh, Robert Pattinson signed a first deal look with Warner Brothers. Um, it's a first look production deal, meaning that <clears throat> Warner Brothers will have the first chance at any projects Pattinson takes on as a producer. So that's going to cover theatrical. SVOD is going to cover television. It's going to cover HBO Max streaming. It's it's uh, they're not upset with Robert Pattinson. <laughs> well, all right. Two, they seem pleased, if, you, if I'm being honest. I'm going to go with two very different takes. One, mm-hmm. they are uh, well pleased with him. Right. And they've signed him on a first look mm-hmm. for anything he could produce. Okay. Probably dumb take is... Um, they, I wonder if there was some way that they could get him to sign that without him really wanting to, so they could be like, listen, if you produce anything in the next couple of years, you got to go through us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, as though he said something on set one day, I was like, I'm going to make this fucking movie about Batman doing this and blah, 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 blah. He's going to be a furry. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. And they were like, mm, listen, <laughs> Robbie, could you sign this piece of paper real quick? Oh, God. And then, and then Robert's like, listen, I'll sign it if I don't have to work out today. Deal. Yeah, you're right. That is a dumb take. <laughs> you called it, buddy. I did call that one. How to be right and wrong at the same time. <laughs> lesson. Here's the beginning of my master class. That was the trailer. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm assuming you've seen the, 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 the set pictures for uh, the new Shazam costume. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that much of a difference between the two, honestly. Between the first one and everyone's like, all these people are like out there comparing, like showing like the first Shazam costume and putting is equal to, you know, Tyler Hecklin's Superman costume, second Shazam costume equal to Henry Cavill. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, yeah, this shit's not that deep. It all looks about the same to me. All that shit bores me. The only thing that was the, uh, The only thing that stood out was I think it's um, the bolt is very different, isn't it? It and is it white, um, kind of lit up. In the first one, this one feels like it's going to be kind of a matte gold situation, yeah, a little bit higher. The, yeah, he did say that it's like it, it will like it will light up when at, at times it's not going to stay lit. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it the other one looked a little more padded. This one's you know a little more svelte. I'll say a little more uh, seems rugged. Like, you know, looking at the the picture that I've seen the. Uh, the you know the big chest out picture. It seems like he's mm-hmm. maybe had some time to fill the gap between the padding and the suit too. Yep, it, it looks like he's hugging his uh, 
contours, as they say. He's a big boy. That's a big boy. These days. Chuck, Chuck done say. grown. <laughs> the, yeah. I, part of me is not at all surprised because the suit doesn't look like it's... Uh, it, I never did get to the bottom at all of whether this was a, you know, off the cuff kind of Sandberg fucking with his figure or if uh, there was some truth to it. But I feel like there was maybe some truth to some of it. He at one point said that the suit cost a million dollars per suit and then you had to have a few of them. Mm-hmm. And that was a, like a chunk of the budget was the fucking suit. And if there's any truth to that, and you know, it's Sandberg, so maybe he was just, maybe he's just fucking around. I don't know. He's, he's, it's really hard to tell when he's being serious. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if they went with a slightly more affordable version. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a lot for a suit, dude. Well, you know, someone asked, uh, someone asked Zachary Levi if, uh, he still had to take off the whole costume to, to poop. And he was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Poor bastard. They did not build a uh, snappy button situation into the back of this thing. So, yeah, during Q&A, uh, you know, we did find out, that, yes, the, the rest of the Shazamly is going to get, they're going to get new suits as well, new costumes, new designs. And uh, did you, you saw this, this uh, teaser clip that Sandberg posted where it was like just shots of like the new suit in the dark. Mm-hmm. And then it pulls out and the wide shots, <laughs> just him in the dark. Yeah, he's like, why is it so dark? Some glinting off the gauntlets, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably would have good probably would have been good to have one light on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it was fun. That's so much fun. That's so much fun. Yeah. And we've also gotten since we've we haven't been uh doing a regular show on uh on, on every on the news anyway, uh we saw um, what I can assume is, you know, Black Adam as uh I don't know, his mortal self or in some sort of civilian capacity, like wearing robes and shit, you know? So they're, they've been teasing that costume for, for a few <laughs> weeks now with like freaking yeah. Danny Garcia being like, it is a thing. I'm like, yeah, well, I assumed it was a thing. <laughs> I assumed he would have a costume. Um, like some, like don't someone make a movie if he's not getting a costume, he's going to have a costume. We understand. <laughs> Someone asked Sandberg if uh, Black Adam is going to be in, in the in Shazam 2. And he says, no, he's getting his own movie. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Mm-hmm. This, He'll never guess who's starring. This freaking rock movie that we've been talking about since 2015. Right. Oh, my God. That, that the Rock has been talking about since 1999. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Rock has, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I mean, hey, look, man, give him credit. Him and Ryan Reynolds get some serious extra points for just like they wanted this role. They fought oh, yeah. like I, I fucking banshees to get it. Um, if you haven't seen it, anyone out there, I don't want to get into a whole thing about it. But while we're talking about The Rock, uh, there is a movie that's on 2B TV right now. Roku's been advertising the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. It's called Snitch and it's got The Rock and it's got uh, John Bernthal in it. And, uh, you know, my wife put it on because she was like, oh, this will be a terrible movie. Like they finally broke me down. I've been watching this for like a, you know, like two weeks, this thing coming up. And, uh, she thought it was going to be terrible. And, uh, we watched it. It was actually really, really good. Oh, strange. <laughs> so guys go check out snitch on Tubi TV. It's got freaking 
Black Adam and the Punisher. <laughs> Watch this movie on Checks Notes Tubi TV. Dude, Tubi's awesome. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a free streaming service. It's got it just runs ads like a like normal TV would. Ah. But they they've got all they've got all kinds of TV and movies over there. It's it's interesting. Interesting. Interesting indeed. But they don't they don't cut it for content. Hmm. They don't they're not they're not censoring anything. Uh, over to the Flashpoint movie or the so Flash. All the fucks. The, That's what you're telling me. Yes. They give all of them. Yeah. Uh, the Flash movie. Uh, did you see uh, Andy Muschietti posted uh, the Michael Keaton suit with the blood on it? Yeah. The bean juice photo. The bean juice photo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I've seen, I've seen a lot of people like, oh, God, it's the same one as Keaton's. You know, no, it's not. You can. First of all, you can tell us not. Um, <laughs> it's not, I, it's, it's indicative. It's, yeah. It's indicative, but it is different from either Keaton suit that we've seen. Yeah. It looks like, it looks a lot more like the Batman return suit. It doesn't have like the symbol tail flourish. It has the blocky separation between the pecs, but from what we can see, the bat symbol is heavily inlaid into the pectoral armor and that's different. It's but pretty much slapped you know, on the other ones, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like someone designed the suit and went, "What are we missing?" Oh yeah, yeah. Now there, there's fresh. I want to say there's fresh blood on it. Yeah, which is obvious, mm-hmm. and it's making some people talk about like it. Wonder if they're doing a version of Doomsday Clock, mm-hmm. like if that's what they're hinting at because it's indicative of the blood on the Watchman smiley button. Right. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd be the very interested. Theory. Is, wouldn't it be cool if Billy Crudup wasn't playing Flash's dad because he's playing Dr. Manhattan? Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> fuck yes. He's all CGI anyway. He didn't have to get in shape at yeah. all. Just, yeah. just round him out. It'd be fine. But, you know, one one interesting thing I've noticed, though, and it's, it's a shame because everyone is so, so excited about this, uh, about Keaton's Batman returning. But when you look at the press that Warner Brothers has put out, and then you look at the picture, WB has been oddly stringent about saying that Michael Keaton is back as Bruce Wayne. They have stressed Bruce Wayne several times. Right. And now we get this picture. Mm-hmm. The, this bat suit is scratched. It's dinged up. It's covered in dried blood, smeared old blood, and most importantly, thick-ass layers of dust. Mm-hmm. That suit's been hung up for quite a while, yo. Quite a while. It, um, <laughs> I mean, that logo in the the bat symbol in particular on this one, just man, it how do you not think about your childhood looking at it? like the the super rounded kind of uh symmetrical? Oh, yeah, what do you what do you even call that? The last wing of the cape slash wings or whatever? Mm hmm, yeah, it just oof. it is, like, it's extremely iconic. I do love about the bat and Superman and Wonder Woman, like a lot of their symbols. Um, those three in particular, you can redesign their symbols to kind of, you still get the basic theme, but you can give your own take on it. And that's fantastic. I mm-hmm. love that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, part of me wonders though, if, uh, this isn't Michael Keaton showing up as Bruce just long enough to get killed. Maybe that's his blood just slashed across that uniform. Oh, could easily be. Man, that would suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the entire scene is him. Like in a dark something or other, takes off his glasses. You hear, and then there's like a slit throat and he's yeah. gone. Four seconds yeah. of footage, bouncing to the next scene. 
some multiversal chaos. You know, I feel like there's... <laughs> it's like Andy Muschietti calls up Zack Snyder and goes, I was thinking about something. What do you think about this? And Zack goes, hmm. Yeah, no. How about this? This will really piss him off. <laughs> it's just... Instead of having Michael Keaton's Batman in the whole movie, just slit his throat within five seconds, seconds of him in. being in the movie. Yeah. More footage of him no. dying over the eight seconds total than of him being alive. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. They wouldn't let me have my Green Lantern. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a way to go. I mean, you could see like, uh, you know, in you know, five, six years from now, an interview with Grant Morrison, like, uh, so uh, why, why didn't they want to make your version of the film? Is oh, well, because I let everyone live. Mm-hmm. Except Damien. Killed him. Killed him dead. Yep. Four different versions. <laughs> like Warner Brothers. It'd be, it'd be really funny if Warner Brothers' secret little idea was to just to have like, okay, here's, you have to kill everyone. Kill everyone that we've, like, we're not dealing with any of this bullshit anymore. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, just go scorched earth with it. Like, all right, uh, you yeah. want everybody? Cool, you can have everybody. We'll, we'll we'll get every version of everybody. That's fantastic. We're going to have Stephen Amell on this motherfucker. I don't care. We're going to kill them all. Stephen Amell is already... Kill him. Kill him. We're kill really- him in his afterlife. Don't care. <laughs> Did you see this picture of Sasha Kaye, the girl playing Supergirl, that everyone's freaking out about? I did not. Uh, she, I got a phone, though. You can keep talking. Basically, she unveiled a new haircut. Mm-hmm. And people are losing their shit over it. And um, I, I can send it to you here. I've got it pulled up right right here. Oh, no. The search um, results are pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, I know what it looks like. I think this is going to be female version of Clark, though. I don't think it's going to be Steve Siegel's Cyril. Who I is see. the, I see the you know, yeah. Everyone's like, oh my God, it's going to be like Superman's daughter. It turns out to be like the girl genetically <clears throat> manipulated by Brainiac. And I'm like, mm, it's not going to be that, y'all. I have a one word question. Wig? Um. Well, we don't know what happened to no, I... Kristen Wig. Uh, <laughs> she was just kind of hanging out by that mountain and she wasn't a cat anymore. We don't really know where she is in the story at this point. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> <laughs> you foil you um yeah like oh, so are you saying that there she's going to be wearing a wig as supergirl and that this is just like I'm just throwing it out there that's really that's pretty short hair that's interesting well i mean cyril the superman's daughter quote unquote from that run had really short hair just like this fine that's, yeah great and that's why people are saying that and she we, we know that she's playing supergirl it's fine. But um, I just, I don't care if she's Supergirl with that style of hair. I'm just saying, you know, wh- even then, like, well, one, who cares? And two, <clears throat> wig. Like, right. <laughs> it could easily be that. It could be. It could be she just cut her hair short so she could wear a blonde wig. God, that would be weird. It's like the catchphrase for our show should be just calm down. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're like, pretty... I'm not saying don't be passionate, man. I get it. I respect right. it. Just I know what I'm saying don't be passionate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done with passionate. Dave, Dave's gone to the other side. He's saying be dead inside. Nothing matters. Yeah. <laughs> it's all. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's well, all subjectively nonsense. Fucking. It is. Down. It is. Because you know what's going to happen is like you people. Be, oh, my God, it's Cyril. And this was where I started reading. And 
They're not doing that. I I can tell you with my, like ninety eight percent certainty. It may not be what you wanted. That's fine. It may be what you wanted. That's great too. You'll be all right. You're gonna wake up tomorrow. I promise. Well, I don't promise yeah. that. That's stupid. You probably yeah, will. That's, that's terrible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Overwhelming odds. Short of medical condition, you're probably going to wake up. We uh, we actually have an audience big enough that statistically someone is going to listen to this show and not wake up the next day. Could be me. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> numbers are pointing my way, but <laughs> I'm just saying, I think it's a lot closer of a chance that this is an alternate universe version of Clark and she's just, a, she's just not male this time around. I think it's much closer to being that than it is being this random ass version of Supergirl that existed for all of six months in the comics before surprise, she wasn't real. I don't know. It could be Quintos. Like, yeah, the one would be a neat take. I'd be happy to see like alternate universe Supergirl. Cool. Bring it on. On the other hand, Mm -hmm. I could see the production in general being like, hey, listen, I got a deep cut. People are going to respect this. And then what they're going to find out is, as we discussed earlier, the people respect nothing. No. People respect nothing. There will be be like like 20 people who are like, oh, man, nice pull. Good job. And the rest of them, that's not who I was expecting. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, not the rest of them. There'll be, it's a curve. Like, <laughs> Most of the people in the middle just like, I don't know, man, I'll watch it. Oh, cool. It was good. I mean, yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it no matter what. Like they, they can come out tomorrow and tell me, like, yeah, we're doing total like Siegel McDaniel run serial. All mm-hmm. right. I guess. Yeah. You know how like adults used to do the thing where you, you make a choice and they're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do. Yeah. If Warner Brothers came to me and said, by the way, we heard your episode of DC on screen. You're completely wrong. It's CRL. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> you remember how in that episode, thank you for listening, that we were talking about how that might be a poor idea. <laughs> like, well, I'll tell you. And hey, I have that entire gonna... run in this office, and it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like if I ever got face to face with a Warner Brother executive, I would immediately find some rope, tie them down, and be like, I don't have long. I need some. St- I need to say some stuff. i'm sure the cops will be here soon i'll face my time i got this listen here's what's (laughs) here's some stuff i need you to know oh yeah blah 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 blah. tell my family i love them i'm out (laughs) all right um (laughs) speaking of one of those okay moments Mm -hmm. um Joker 2, Todd Phillips is reportedly back to co-write the script to, for Joker. I don't care about this. I, I mean, I'll watch it. Maybe it'll be great, like I thought the first one was, even though I still, even though it's a good movie, I'm still going, eh, I didn't need it. <laughs> well, I mean, you, know? you don't need any of these things in certain ways, but like, it's one of those movies where I've watched it again, like one time in a few pieces and still enjoyed it. Still think it's a, honestly, yeah. a borderline masterpiece, but in a certain type of way, not... It's also a borderline masturbate. <laughs> don't you dare. The uh, <laughs> I dared. I don't know how many people's fetishes would be Joaquin Phoenix and body horror. Um, probably well, somebody. Well, at least there's two. Gotta a, there's got to be a Venn diagram. There's a Venn diagram for anything, right? Um, I would assume. But we had this opinion of the first movie. It was like, listen, I don't care. 
the people attached <laughs> could be interesting. I don't know how this is going to go. Let's see. And then we watched the movie. Yep. And we're like, this is actually pretty fun. This was actually great. Yeah. We could go down that but road I, again. My caution I'll would like, be like, man, you took some real shots with this movie and they paid off. But the same people that want this sequel are going to want you to take more shots. And I wish you mm-hmm. luck. Yeah. It's it's one of those where like, yeah, I would have liked this movie uh, if it was just an independent movie. I didn't need it to be Which it Joker. Effectively was in a lot of ways. It was. It was absolutely an independent movie that just said had the name Joker on it and thematically damn, had a lot yeah. to do with the character, and that's fine. Yeah, had had nothing to do with the comics. Had nothing to do with Batman, really. Right. Um, except for like the weird throw in with Bruce Wayne at the end. Like, okay, cool. I, I guess. Uh, yeah. He's that name is in universe somewhere, but yeah. So I mean, eh, I don't give a shit. Like you. I know what you did, Todd Phillips. You pitched a thing to get your independent movie made. Was, and you know said, what? Hey, well played, we... sir. Well played. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it just, you know, and that's fine. I'll watch it, all this stuff. I like all of this stuff being made and being able to see it. I just kind of don't care right now. We'll see what happens. Um, this writer, Emerald Fennel, says she wants to make her Zatanna story or movie big and scary. There are lots of things about her that felt like they could be really, really interesting. She told Empire Magazine, she says, and it'll be an opportunity to make something really quite dark. And that appealed to me to make something big and scary. I love that stuff. Cool. Maybe that's why it's heading directly to Warner Media. I mean, to not Warner Media. Uh, Max. Uh, HBO Max, I assume. I, I assume that's where a lot of these lower level uh, IPs are heading, like Blue Beetle. Yeah. There was a the Los Angeles Times article that came out <laughs> and they m- said that blue beetle was heading to hbo max along with batgirl and everyone's upset about this uh, for everyone on my timeline is upset about this i saw uh, a lot of uh, upsetness on mine too it deserves to be on the big screen <laughs> okay look this is going to be one of those times one of those rare times where i actually agree with toby emmerich <laughs> he <laughs> Because he came out, he said he was he was in this he was in this article, and he said HBO Max presents a huge opportunity for DC. It allows us to make high quality, mid budget superhero movies that reintroduce lesser known DC titles while also crossing over standing, uh, sorry, standout characters from our bigger films into original series. Connecting the DC Cinematic Universe with Max gives our fans more ways to explore the DC multiverse and more chances to enjoy more great stories with these beloved characters. I agree. I need follow through Guys, though, Toby. look, that statement on its own, I agree with. Yeah, but that's what we were I'm told sorry. last year. You know, and Jaime Reyes is not going to bring in a billion dollars. Possibly no one, not. The name Blue Beetle sounds stupid. <laughs> As a diehard... DC fan, as a fan of Jaime Reyes, as a fan of the original Blue Beetle and his subs and in the subsequent, uh, you know, I, I love Dan Garrett, I love uh, Ted Cord, I love Jaime Reyes. Blue Beetle sounds dumb as shit. Now, on his face, I love it. I've got two on the wall here. Fantastic. <laughs> Lynn Wayne's, I mean, freaking number one from Lynn Wayne, like Lynn Wayne, I, uh, but yep, it's I love the character. I want the most, uh, the best from. Here's my, here's my only thing with it. Uh, on the one hand, for sure, like the people mm-hmm. who were saying, like you know, we're we're finally going to get a Hispanic character some real time, and he should get the big screen. I, fucking, I absolutely understand what you're saying. Yep. As much as I can, but 
I'm suggesting that the, the big screen as a concept is no longer fucking relevant. And that this it's is not. actually maybe the best thing that could have happened for that character and that instantiation of the character. And, you know, we've got Momoa coming out and being like, oh, absolutely. Aquaman 2 is coming out in theaters. Yeah, it made a billion dollars. Yeah. And also theaters will be back by the time you get that fucking movie made. Yep. Like it very different time. I mean, shit, like Aquaman 2 is, dear God, I don't even think they've. But we were already we were already at a saturation point in the theaters anyway, where like you could not put a movie you could we were literally last year saying well shazam could have done better but where the hell would they put it they yeah couldn't put it here because Birds of, of Prey had the they same problem put it here wonder woman because of this the they same problem put it here because marvel has you know this their weekend. blocks and disney has this put weekend. out and, well we're back when those already were at that saturation point there's nowhere to go but streaming exclusively yeah they want exclusive content for their streaming service guess what go to walmart plunk down your $700, get you a big screen. It's time to be over this big silver screen bullshit. <laughs> Leave that shit for Batman and Superman and Aquaman. I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> Leave <laughs> Wonder Woman. Not a group big, I expected the, to pull up, but here we are. The big wigs get to stay on the big screen. You no, put I mean, all the smaller shit on streaming. We, I think we're at a point where this is, and God, I know people don't want to hear this, and I'm sorry, I, I, but I think it's true, and we've talked about it for years now at this point. We're at a point where I think there is going to be a transition, a real one, not just a cord cutters they call, used to call us. That's no longer what people are thinking. We are not called cord cutters anymore. When's the last time you heard that fucking term? I said it like three days ago, <laughs> but I get you. When's the last time you heard that term from an industry executive who was actually considering their bottom line? Like, it's not a matter of trying to keep these people on the leash anymore and, and like, and, and, you know, channel them and feed them into the right venues so that you get the maximum amount of money. You know, if, during my lifetime, we basically used computers and then the Internet to tell people to fuck themselves as industries. Like, I was part well. of the, the pirating <laughs> movement. Um, you know, and... In, in my defense, like it, part of it was because like you would spend $18 for the like you'd get one night to go to fight whatever your vendor was for this or whatever who was selling CDs and you'd get 11 tracks for $18 and no liner notes. And after a while, you're like, man, listen, uh, my return on investment for this $18 is first of all, it started at 12 and has now gone to 18. And that's that's insane because it's been like four years. Yep. And then second, what you're actually giving me at this point is like two singles and then whatever the fuck that artist decided they wanted to spit out afterwards and you were like, print it, send it on its way. Like mm -hmm. you could you could pick and choose the ones that were actually putting real thought into their albums anymore. But like, anyway, point was the market got to a point where you're like, listen, I'm not paying for that. So we started pirating everything because the technology called at the same time. It changes. It, and it changed back at this point because now everyone has a streaming service because the industry caught up. And listen, I know any kind of fucking recording artist whatsoever is yelling at me right now because you're not getting a fair cut. And I agree. But the market has twisted a little bit. So it's the market can change like that. We're at another point where I think the market's going to do this kind of shit again. Like we're not we're not paying for that experience. I'm not taking my family for 200 fucking dollars to the theater where I have to act and perform a certain way at a certain time, specifically at that time, to be able to enjoy the thing at that time. And then I'm actually betting on everybody in that theater obeying the same rules so that I can even fucking enjoy it. Are you kidding me? I can sit at home yeah. with my family with a pause button. Make this shit happen. Mm -hmm. That is going to sell every single time. I mean, the big screen experience isn't dead, but it's going to change hard. And it's kind of already started. 
and COVID gave the entire change a fucking steroid shot. So here we are. Here's the new real. This is the new deal, as you would call it. It, I, it just it, like focusing on who gets to go to the big screen and who gets to go to the small screen at this point or streaming or whatever is going to be an irrelevant conversation in like two years. It's going to be a conversation we forget that we even had. Yeah. And, you know, people trying to make value assessments based on what went to theater and what went to HBO Max or whatever is old school thinking. Silly. Like, it's literally it's, old school. It's thinking. silly. It's the same thinking as the network execs who were like, well, you know, that's, I'm not sure, you know, that this guy's a TV actor. I'm not sure he'd fit on the big screen. Go fuck yourself. That's a stupid fucking pigeonholing thing to do to, to actor. It's a, that's a weird stereotype to put on there. Yeah. Like the, well, the important thing is that, you know, Blue Beetle is not a proven IP. Oh, yeah. I know. For sure. The, you think they're going to do another Birds of Prey on in, in theater? No, they're going to put that shit on yeah, HBO Yeah, but when we're talking about like movies, actual movies being made, neither was Iron Man, neither was Deadpool. Like when you talk about, uh, fuck, neither was the Hulk. I mean, like it had a nice and TV I, show back I in the submit. day, but it was at this point seen as a little bit gauche and kind of Batman 66-ish. Yes. But you know what? I think, and I, I would, I, I will state this: if this was happening right now, mm-hmm. if everything was pushed up to now, Marvel would not have put Iron Man out in theaters. They would have put that shit out on Disney Plus. Oh, I think maybe, yeah, for sure. Hulk may have gotten a theatrical. I'll tell you. I, I mean, may for, have for them. It's a little. It's a little different for them because they've got such an engine built with the MCU that now they can, I mean, you know, short of literally not having the theaters open, they were able to just Mm -hmm. put out next one, next one, next one. And, you know, they they didn't always make a billion dollars, but some of them really did, like genuinely did. And a couple of them, too. Um, And, you know, and it got to the the point now where because, you know, oh, Avengers made a a billion dollars and... Iron Man three made a billion dollars. Now suddenly, if something doesn't make a billion dollars, it's a it's flop. Crap. Yeah, how dare Ant Man pretend to exist? It only made half a billion dollars. Like <laughs> PBS didn't. It was a total flop. It only made nine hundred million. Yeah, it didn't quite broach. And the- I remember Kevin Smith saying it was going to make two billion. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, excuse me. And then again, our people in the t-shirts are arguing, well, it would have if they had, God damn it, guys, guys, can we, can we stay on the same page for a minute? I'm so sorry the movie didn't live up to Kevin Smith's boisterous hyperbole. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I love Kevin Smith, but he is, he is a hype man, dude. And that's an, an, an admirable quality. I do not have it. I enjoy Kevin Smith. I like him quite a bit. But it's like you don't you wouldn't go to him for a bank loan, though. You know what I mean? It's not the same kind of person that you go to for this sort of activity. (laughs) Anyway. Hey, man, how should I uh, how should I execute my estate? Ah, Okay, listen, I'm going to go see somebody else like different, different strokes, man. Yeah. Yeah. Point being like fucking. Yeah, I, 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 I do. I get wanting the exposure, but I honestly think this may be better for it. And I'm also not saying that I for sure not saying that there was any instinct on Warner Brothers side to do that for the same reason that I'm thinking. I'm actually supposing that they probably put it on the small screen because we're going to use that term, I guess, for now, because they just didn't think they'd be able to mount it there and didn't think the numbers would work because they're still old school motherfuckers and are, are doing some 
backwards shit. Like yeah, maybe. Or they might have just been looking at the the you know schedule and going, look, man, there are less theaters. There's that. There are less theaters. And we don't have the slots. Like everything's full. Yeah. Look, I mean, I think because I'm of the seeing pandemic, the bright side slowly of slowly coming back. Decision. You've got to give. You've got to give movies time to breathe now. Oh yeah. Well, it's another thing we used to talk about was like, does it have legs? You know, what, what are we going to look at the box office numbers next week? Oh man, look at the drop on that and. Mm-hmm. You know, God, that was a fifty percent instead of like a thirty percent drop, like we were hoping, and you know, that's that's disastrous. Yeah, it, a lot of those conversations are still relevant in in terms of viewership, for sure. Like, how many people watched the uh, Snyder Cut next weekend? I mean, granted, it's hard to fit four hours into every weekend, but how many people watched the next weekend, or, or at least like clicked through a few times after that? Like, all that still matters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's harder to measure now because. You know, one, at least there were box office metrics. <clears throat> there aren't really streaming metrics. Right. And I doubt there will be for a very I long mean, time. They have something that they're looking at, but. It's going to be hard to mount, and it's going to be very difficult. Like, <laughs> you're literally tracking IP addresses, some with VPNs, some in different, uh, you know, showing in different categories. Like, I, it's going to be, I, you know how the Nielsen system is basically... Do you have the little box in your house that watches what you watch? Okay. Well, then that's, you're in the Nielsen system. And otherwise, the ratings are people that weren't you. Like, I, it doesn't matter that you watch that show because the little box used to just report back. Um, yeah. But, you know, people would be like, well, I watch that show every week. I don't understand the ratings. Well, because no one cared about what you watched every week. You weren't being tracked. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's still going to be true. And that's the reason Nielsen eventually kind of had to take on some version of just you know, the survey style of, well, what did you watch? What did we not catch? Um, and I, I just feel like it's going to eventually end up being survey style again. Just a bunch of people clicking through like, well, what are you watching? Have you seen this show in the last two months? Have you seen this show in the last three months? Mm-hmm. Which show did you watch in the first week of its premiere? Oh, God. All right. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Did you see the, the little teaser they put out for the League of Super Pets? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm not mad at the John Williams theme. I will never it's iconic. Be mad at that theme. Yeah, people are all upset. I'm like, eh, it's, you're okay. First of all, you're bitching that this is, is a super pet show or a <laughs> movie, and you know you don't want to see that because that's for kids. Yeah, it's for kids. Shut up. It's there is no version, no version of things where I'm going to be mad at hearing that about a, a show that's or t- it's super pets. Like you said, man, fuck. Right. There's, I don't know. There are very few things. I won't say nothing, but there are very few things in this life, you know, less attractive than a 40 year old man sulking because they put money into making <laughs> a, a crypto the super dog movie for children. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? My daughter's a little over two and a half. Do you know how excited I am about this movie? Oh, I'm not, dude, I don't even have a kid. I would still I don't be have excited. Any, for I'm sure. I'm so excited. Dude, okay. We got The Rock as freaking uh, crypto, crypto. Yeah. And what was it? Kevin Hart as Ace the Bat Hound. Yep. And uh, flipping uh, John Krasinski's in this thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, they didn't and announce Kate, who they were playing. It was, just, it was right. just the list of people. 
Right. John Krasinski's in it. Mm-hmm. Kate McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Bayer. Uh-huh. Natasha Leone. Yeah. Diego Luna. Absolutely. And Keanu Reeves. And then, yeah, and then they pull up Keanu Like, they give you that cast, and then they're like, oh, and Keanu Reeves. You're like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. How did you do that? You're telling me you're not interested to see what these guys do with 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 the League of Super... Dude, if this was a radio serial, I would tune in. If I had to, if I had to find a receiver to pick up AM radio again, I think I have a weather radio somewhere in this fucking house, and I would sit down by it, and me and the daughter would listen to it. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm gonna watch this. I will be watching the absolute hell out of this movie. Though you know, full disclosure, I enjoyed the cartoon, <laughs> the crypto cartoon that they did several years ago. Well, the like the Paul Dini one. Yeah, yeah, I've I think so. Been meaning to watch that for a long time. <laughs> That's another one. That's another one I can indoctrinate yeah. the child with. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. I need All to right. that um, and uh, Justice League action, where I'm a list of like, mm-hmm, I'm just going to sneak in this episode in between episodes of this and see how she does. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, let's get to some, you know, sort of older fare, but uh, we haven't talked about it. Uh, Zack Snyder. Says he still hasn't heard from HBO Max about Justice League yeah. <laughs> in, in terms of their numbers. He was talking to Tyrone Magnus over on YouTube, and he says, I haven't heard from them at all after I released the movie. I haven't gotten a phone call. It's been radio silence. <laughs> and uh, he said, the only communication was, uh, you know, Anne's article after the movie was released. But that wasn't directly to me. That was to the people. So I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, let's see what happens with Discovery. And that's cool. Who knows? All I all I know is that as of yesterday, Justice League was number one in the UK again. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then he promptly dropped the mic, turned around, showed his ass to camera, and strolled out with a middle finger over his shoulder. I assume one would hope. Yeah, but I don't think so. Yeah. It would have been appropriate, well, is all I'm saying. Did you see the maybe the, he had a music cue up? <laughs> you know? Did you see the suck at Warner Brothers thing that he did on? I did um, the Stephen uh, the Colbert. Thing? Yes, yeah. Stephen Colbert. That was fantastic. Yeah. I watched every second of that. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I didn't say that. That that's Stephen's words. But um, yeah, suck at Warner Brothers. <laughs> I I honestly enjoyed the the running bit about like yeah I bled a lot that day. <laughs> yeah, here's Stephen Catch. I did not know he was going to throw the knife. Hmm. It was a good bit, man. It was a good bit. And uh, John DJ Disjardin was uh, on a show that I will not say the name of because I can't stand that person. Ah. <clears throat> well, now I kind of feel like I have to be on the trailer. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, oh, graceless Randolph. Yeah. Uh, and Jordan said, uh, it's funny. The, uh, the flash time travel bit was always in the story. We shot that way back in 2016. It was something that, I don't know what it was, the mood of the studio at the time. They just didn't get it, to be honest. They were just like, I don't understand this. And maybe it was the previous the previous nature of it or the post-viz nature or whatever, but it was one of the first things they threw out after they pulled Zach off the movie. They just didn't, how, how, what's there to understand? He know. went back, he, oh, God, okay. Got him. Um, it's like they were I, like, well, I mean, we understood the punching each other, but. Hmm. <laughs> this is a bit confounding. Me and bamboozled. <laughs> um. And yeah. And uh, let's see. There is a rally thing that they're doing. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I can't figure out what it's called, but it's uh, the Joel Schumacher lobbying. We're trying to get the, um, I say we, I'm not involved in it. Uh, On Wednesday, June 16th, fans are going to be lobbying for a release of Joel Schumacher's uh, initial cut of Batman Forever. And um, it is going to be uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And you can follow at Cut Schumacher on Twitter for updates and um you know be a part of that you know i don't know what they're tweeting if they're tweeting release the schumacher cut or what if i start if i see the tags if i see the hashtags i'll probably throw one out there i'm not going to devote my whole day to it (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is one of those things where like i will participate i will hope for the best i'm not taking a day off work yeah no i'm not you know no um, Akiva Goldsman was recently talking about it though. He says, I got to see it recently. The very first cut, uh, it was referred to as preview cut one and it was really dark. It was a pretty psychological exploration of guilt and shame. Nice. I would love to see that. Yes. Love to see Deeply it. interested HBO already Max, actually. <laughs> make it happen. Uh, again, right, I may, I may have my participation. I hadn't heard that description yeah. yet. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's re- released the Schumacher cut. All right. And, uh, yeah, so if you want to throw out a couple of those, and it's Wednesday, June 16th, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And I guess it's, it's going for the rest of that day, but, I, you know. I mean, I still can't take off work, but I'll do what I can. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll be, it'll be Wednesday, so I'll probably be prepping for this show. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's and, fair, too, uh, yeah. <laughs> and periodically just being like, yeah, yeah, release the Schumacher cut. <laughs> uh, yeah. Man. We've been doing this for about an hour. You want to go take a piss? We can do that. <laughs> All right. And uh, there there will be more words that we can't control that you can hear. And uh, then we'll come right back. And we're talking about some uh, some television news. So uh, stay tuned or skip ahead 30 or whatever it is. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumpke is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumpke will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumpke. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to $1,000, plus get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus, a range of real benefits, and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 
All right, we are back. Uh, we have uh, urinated, and uh, <laughs> advertisers have uh, urinated from their mouths. Anyway, yeah. I told you it was graphic enough before, and then you started to dig a <laughs> hole and couldn't get out of it. So you're like, let's just bail. And now I'm just not letting you bail. Yeah, I was just like, mm, yeah, that's even worse. No, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Peacemaker. <laughs> As a peace offering. <laughs> uh-huh. So peacemaker. Uh, Bridgerton's, Bridgerton's Freddy Stroma has replaced Chris Conrad as Vigilante in uh, in the Peacemaker series on HBO Max. Uh, Stroma was uh, Prince Frederick in Shonda Rhimes' Bridgerton for Netflix, a show I do not watch. And uh, race car driver Jake Martin in the streaming comedy The Crew. Also a show I did not watch. Um, but yeah, he's playing like Adrian Chase, freaking vigilante proper, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the other guy, Chris Conrad, left the role, uh, the role amicably due to creative differences, according to this report. So, well, that's nice. I'm glad that they, they just said, you know what? This isn't working out. And uh, let me step aside as a proper young gentleman. And uh, <laughs> I, I want to be like, I don't yeah, really it's still possible. Happened. That's cool. That's yeah, I'm glad that worked <laughs> amicably. And but again, at, at this point in our lives, the moment you think that we're going to hear a report in a week, like you know, they whipped me with a cat of nine tails daily. Right. Yeah. I had to leave like Jane, after they yeah. wouldn't pay for the medical bills to repair my back. Right. Like Fuck. James Gunn walked into a room and this other just dude, shot this Chris Con, <laughs> this Chris Conrad was just sitting there looking at like kitty porn and James Gunn was like, shit, dude, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. You know, this is. <laughs> yeah. Whatever I, happened to happen. I don't know. But yeah. Um, no idea. Yeah. No idea. I, I hope it was as stated. Yeah. No, I, I hope it was just like, how do you, how do you, well, I've left amicably due to creative differences mm -hmm. i have as well so you know it's possible people do it there's a reason it's a phrase it people is. accept as like a theoretical end to a meeting of some kind but um it is it is you know you don't get out of it without some kind of sore feelings i don't think yeah i mean there's always it's like anything um you know i have this ongoing theory uh it's a ongoing postulate that i feel like is uh, very provable um anytime two people disagree 99% of the time, both of you did something. Yeah. Now, not saying morally, I'm saying something to get yourself into the situation. So, yeah, there's always something, man. There's just always something. Like, there's always something that either person could have done better to have smoothed it over. But, yeah, is it on then? Mm -hmm. Eh, fucking probably not. So, mm. uh, Jeremy Irvine has confirmed that he is playing Alan Scott in the Green Lantern HBO Max series. Good. Uh, Doom Patrol just finished uh, filming season three. Also good. Also good. Uh, over on uh, the Sandman Netflix series, they have added Patton Oswalt, uh, Kirby Howell Baptiste, Jenna Coleman. Um, they've, man, they've added, uh, let's see, Mason Alexander Park as Desire. Uh, now, Kirby Howell Baptiste, she's playing Death. And uh, Donna Preston is Despair, Dream Sister, and the Twin of Desire. 
Jenna Coleman is playing Joanna uh, Constantine, like the great, 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 great grandmother of, of John Constantine. And it looks like she's going to be in the story, basically taking the place of John Constantine, though still not playing. It, they're not doing like a gender bender version of this. This is just like, hey, we're going to have her in the past. And wouldn't it be cool if we had her in the in the future kind of taking over for John? More like a role displacement kind of thing. Right. Yeah. There isn't a thing I wouldn't watch her do, and that that sounded way worse than it should have. There's not. I think it sounded exactly as uh, you meant it. There's not a role I will not watch her in. <laughs> it still sounds bad. I'm not going to make this I, better. No, um, especially when we both know what you really think and mean. It's not even really what I was thinking and meaning right then, but apparently it was on my heart because I did think of that afterwards. Yeah, um, and the Lord did not lay that on your heart, my friend. I was created as I am. God damn it! That's the devil's work. <laughs> this bad hoodoo. <laughs> uh, genuinely fantastic right. actress, and I will watch her play whatever. Yeah, no, she's great. Um, also, what the what the fuck is Patton Oswalt supposed to do? I mean, don't get me wrong. Happy to see him. I love him as an actor and a comedian, obviously. Oh, <laughs> Matthew the Raven. Dreams trusted emissary. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. It, um, he, all right. I feel like he got into this role by basically leaving 13 consecutive voicemails on Neil Gaiman's phone that he somehow got a hold of that were just like, mm-hmm. please, 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 Happy to see him here. Respect him for doing it. We have uh, Neam Walsh uh, as the young Ethel Cripps, uh-huh. a betrayed and determined young woman seeking to survive. We have Jolie Richardson uh, as Ethel Cripps, master thief and woman of a thousand identities. David Thewlis, freaking uh, Ares himself, mm. is John D. Ethel's son, dangerous, insane, and on a quest for truth. And uh, will be CGI in the third act. And for The Doll's House, the second big Sandman storyline, we have uh, Kayo Ra as Rose Walker, a young woman on a desperate search for her missing brother. Stephen Fry as Gilbert, debonair protector of Rose Walker. Jesus. Razan Jamal as Lida Hall, Rose's best friend and travel companion. Sandra James Young as Unity Kincaid, heiress and mysterious benefactor. And, of course, Patton Oswald as Matthew the Raven. Okay. I was joking before about people calling Neil Gaiman's cell phone, but I mean Stephen Fry, though, right? Yeah. Like surely those are people that actually talk. And you know, there if you if you've been on social media or, or you're in the Sandman fan groups or whatever, you you've seen the people complaining that, you know, death is a black lady now or <laughs> bullshit about to people being the wrong whatever. Look Dude, these are all fucking the end of Nell Gaiman's head. And mm-hmm. um all entities, not real things. Are you kidding? Well, you know, first of all, Neil Gaiman wanted to do this as in, like, how would this be in, you know, current day? How would he have created it this way right. in in this time? But, you know, someone, uh, this idiot on, I don't even say his name, on Twitter says, uh, responded to Neil Gaiman and said, why sell out? Just stand by your work or do you lack the intestinal fortitude? It irks me more. That you don't, that you just don't even give a fuck. And Neil Gaiman responded. Intestinal fortitude? Yeah. Not testicular. 
Right. I just want to make sure we were in one realm and not quoting The Rock. Mm-hmm. Okay. And N- Neil Gaiman responded and says, I give all the fucks about the work. I spent 30 years successfully battling bad movies of Sandman. I give zero fucks about people who don't understand or haven't read Sandman whining about a non-binary desire or that death isn't wide enough. Watch the show. <laughs> make up your minds. <laughs> yeah that sounds right uh and by the way he does say that the uh the first season will cover the first two graphic novels preludes and nocturnes in the doll's house that's the uh, first 16 issues of the 75 issue original series i have the whole set over here i have got to get to it because i read probably the first two or three graphic novels when i was in college and uh I don't remember a lot of it. I remember liking it a lot, but also was very, very stoned. Ah. And, um. That, that will, it's funny though. At the time you're reading it when you're stoned, reading something that as surreal as that, you fully grasp mm-hmm. it. And you, you probably kind of do, but it doesn't get to your long-term memory from your short and working-term memory. Right. So like, I just you read it and you're thinking, like, oh, this is fantastic. And then later you're like, what happened? I don't fucking know. Yeah. I remember thinking, holy shit, this is amazing. But, you know, yeah, nothing but lavender and burgundy and them brain cells. Yeah. So we're going to have to we're going to have to look back over it. <laughs> Did you see you, you? I sent you this, this sneak peek video that Netflix released. Or freaking Neil Gaiman's just like Gawking. gushing yeah. over the like physical incarnation, like the representation of the Undercroft. Like. All of that shit looks so cool oh, yeah. to me. Now they're they're killing it over there on the design team. I was just like, oh my lord, they're doing it. They're doing it. How how are you going? I, okay, I know that Netflix has had this deal in the works for quite a while, but I'm like, <laughs> how much do you think Warner Brothers is kicking themselves for being like, no, we're not going to put The Sandman on HBO Max, even though we own that property? Uh, pretty hard. <sighs> Like, uh, enough you see that, that it will eventually be on HBO Max for streaming purposes. Oh, sure. Maybe. Maybe. Or it might be just on Netflix forever because it is an, it's, it's a Netflix original. It is a Netflix original. But I believe most of how they have things structured is they borrow properties enough to make the product and then it reverts back. Maybe. Mm, I'm just going to... Maybe the rights would, but not necessarily the show. Like, I don't think... You know, Daredevil and all that shit's got to go over to Disney Plus. I think it's got to stay on HBO Max. Actually, that's a good point. Re-air is different. Yeah, the rights will go back, but uh, that's a good point. I'm not sure about re-air. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it, I'm sure they strike different deals with every company. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of. They're going to want to centralize how they do things, though. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's fair. I haven't seen Veep yet. Have you? Have you seen Veep? Like the Julia Louis-Dreyfus show uh only snippets that i've walked through when the wife was watching and uh it honestly it looks fantastic it does you know it's from the same showrunner the the creator and showrunner is the same guy that did um the thick of it yes i have heard that and it is in the same universe i did not know that it was in the same universe that's fantastic that's what i've come to understand yeah oh shit i i didn't know that yeah (laughs) so um about to give the wife a new show Right. Yeah. I, I love Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I love, uh, Tony Hale. I mean, I, 
I, I, I love the thick of it, so I'm kind of going to have to give this a shot at some point. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sam Richardson. <laughs> I was going to say, but how did we get here? Sam Richardson from Veep is uh, apparently going to be in an undisclosed role in Harley Quinn season three. And Harley Quinn show, showrunner Patrick Shoemaker is, is very excited about it. All right. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. If, if Patrick's excited, I guess I'm going to be too. I mean, I suppose we have no choice. I mean, it's... I just love that we're getting Harley Quinn season three, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that's a win all by itself. You know, all right, so I was talking to somebody about this earlier today, even. Um, <clears throat> you know how there's like a category of things? Uh, Traditionally, yeah. yeah generally, <laughs> uh, since Plato, things have had categories. <laughs> so category of things that like someone tells you this is great, it's fantastic, you should watch it. And your response is like, I, I disagree with nothing you've said. I expect that you're right. <laughs> I have not had time, and I don't know when I will. But I completely accept your review of this situation. Veep is one of those. Like, I, I, I do wish I had more time for that. Yeah. Honestly, I wish I could just pop off for about two days a month into my own little fucking pocket universe where I could just catch mm-hmm. up on shit. Oh, I think about that all the time. Right? <laughs> like a limbo realm where I could just like where I won't age and I can just work on stuff and or just binge watch. Yeah. Shit. Just learn or read or something. Yeah. 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 No, I think about it all the time. Yeah. All the time. Oh, that'd be fantastic. People would be like, how do you get so much shit done, Dave? I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of a I master. Know, man. I mean, just fucking, uh, I just watched this TED talk about organization. It's fucking off. <laughs> Did you see what I posted about what my wife said about TED I talks? Did. I did. That's what reminded me. <laughs> she said, she said, uh, she's like, what does TED talk mean? What does that stand for? The educated dick. <laughs> I just I was not expecting it at all from her. It's it's not <laughs> her style. Yeah, like, that's some kind of shit I would say. God, I'm rubbing off on you. It's horrible. No, honey, no. Stay, stay you, stay you. <laughs> Only needs to be one of you. It was funny though. Only needs to be one of us in this house. I promise. It's, we're gonna reach a critical mass if we get beyond it. <laughs> Every time that shit's on, it's just some asshole up there, like some dick telling me what to do. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Tom Cavanaugh from The Flash ah. uh, said he he would return uh, to The Flash for a final reverse Flash battle. He says, "I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that this is going to happen, but Greg Berlanti and I always felt that when Grant decides to depart the show." It would be hard to imagine a scenario other than Batman comes home to Joker and Flash and Reverse Flash settle things. It'd be hard to imagine a different storyline. And that's all I'm going to say right now. Mm, That's fair. He's not wrong. And, you know, we never did find out what exactly in the Arrowverse is the deal between, uh, you know, the the Thawns and the... No, the the actual catalyst? No. Um, Yeah. that, That remains to be seen. Also, genuinely, um, one of the, you know, unpulled threads of that universe is, you know, a couple crises ago and uh, a couple of crossovers ago. It's um, what was like, uh, you know, what face will I be wearing next time? Mm-hmm. Kind of threat. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I loved that threat. It was fantastic. Yeah. I'll say this, though, and I think I've said it before. I'm pretty sure I have. If I recall, 
the actual the reason that the the, the Thawns and the Allens hate each other is because Barry is a twin, and his twin brother wound up going to the Thawns, and his twin brother ends up being the supervillain Cobalt Blue. That is one of the reasons I've seen. Uh, one of the other ones is more kind of generic, like just kind of stupid, and egotistical, like you know. I, I, Thawne always tried to live his life as best he could, but he was always in the shadow of this person and, you know, mm-hmm. developed some animosity about that. Like, it, it's an explorable backstory, but kind of a, you know, it's not my favorite of the possible storylines. Yeah. I'd, I've always just wanted to see Grant Gustin do Cobalt Blue, but... Yes. <laughs> like, hey, you want to do a uh, bad guy for a second time? Grant? Yeah. All I mean, right. He did pretty uh, did good you with s- the first one. I'd, I'd be happy to see him do it again. Absolutely. Did you see this uh, this terrible looking <laughs> first look at Jordan Fisher's impulse? I didn't think it was that terrible looking. I thought it was real bad. Look, looking. I don't love the goggles, but the rest of it, I'm really uh, pretty happy with. I'm not. I mean, I don't really hate the costume. Like even the set pic. The, this is what was crazy. The set pictures actually look good. This the 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 shitty non doctored set pictures. He looks like freaking impulse. He looks great. This, whatever the CGI thing is they have, just looks awful. Well, all right. So that was the other thing I was considering. Limbs look kind of stunted and weird. I (laughs) agree. I think there was a lot of overproduction, like, for a one-shot on that, though. Mm -hmm. Oh, I agree. I did see the pictures of them on set, and I I think we're going to like it. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't love the goggles, but I don't love Bart's goggles in general. Like, they're just kind of big and weird. They look like ski goggles. I do like them. They, they they remind me of Booster Gold's goggles, and I like that. All right, so there's especially the tie-ins. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, but it, it's not uh, it's not my favorite look, but whatever. It's just an aesthetic. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's not it's not the costume that I have a problem with with this picture. It's just that it's, uh, I. It's not even that I'm like necessarily like oh he should this looks so lame. It's just like I'm I'm troubled that they would let that out. Like that someone oh. would look at that and go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that yeah. looks great. Planet. <laughs> it's like, what are you guys doing? Like who's sitting there going, you know, I think that's perfect. Yeah. That looks fantastic. Oh, really? Uh, I also love saying painkiller because I know there's a group of people that pisses off every time. It makes I know. me happy. <laughs> painkiller not picked up at the CW. The black lightning spinoff is dead at the CW. They said they might shop. They're gonna shop it to to HBO Max or whatever. That's fine. I, I I guess I'm glad it's not going forward. I know I say routinely. I say I want all the things, but that's not true. I don't want all the things. <laughs> I saw that backdoor pilot. I didn't want it. I was like, Mm-mm. that was real bad, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not. Um, it's not on my Christmas list. <laughs> Christmas list. Um, Black Lightning. You know. The first half of that season was pretty good. Oh, last half, after that, that, that was the painkiller thing. It was just, they shoehorned him into every episode. It was not great. Uh, I guess we'll get around to doing a review of it when you actually watch any of it. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just enough to be dangerous. It'll, it'll, it'll get there. Um, yeah, and you know, it it, it was a uh, good enough ending. Speaking of, you like, know, our reviews but, are going to be delayed because both of us are having trouble finding. Uh, just time to squeeze in all the shows, but they'll be there. I'm, 
I'm actually caught up on all the uh, on all the shows. Well, damn at it, the man. moment. No, that's not true. Yeah, I'm watching Lucifer and you're not. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not caught up on Lucifer or uh, Pennyworth. Oh fuck, I'm not. I haven't even started Pennyworth. Me either. <laughs> and then there's um, Watchmen. Yeah, I never saw that. I know. I never got it's to it. So good. I never got to it. So good. Maybe I'll get to it someday soon, and we'll have a, a discussion on Patreon or something. It's, I don't know convoluted and i mean that in a good way enough that i'd almost have to watch it again at this point but i well, genuinely fine. think i remember enough from it that i could uh have a pretty serious discussion with it right now yeah i mean you did a whole podcast about yeah, it. yeah we, we talked about it a lot yeah uh did you, you you saw these pictures of of uh of luke from uh batwoman as batwing right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh yeah i i i they those pictures looked good enough that I was actually sorry that uh, this season of Batwoman has been garbage. See, it's I um <laughs> I've seen about half of it so far, and mm-hmm. uh, you know there are moments and episodes where I you know was less enchanted and some somewhere I liked it, but uh, mm-hmm. it's been about fifty fifty so far this season for me. What I mean, Alice is fun. Alice is always a goddamn right man. But everything, but um, everything else has just been kind of ugh for me. Just bored. I'm just bored. I don't hate it, but I'm bored. I can see it. Uh, that suit, though, stellar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. fucking astronomical. That thing is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I could not be more excited about the suit itself. That's fantastic. And I do love uh, that actor in that role. And I like I, he's even fucking writing comics for Nightwing. Like, I'm yeah. deeply excited I about that. that person in that role in general. Creatively, behind the scenes, yeah. front of the scenes, whatever. Yeah, I like the job he does on the show. I, you know, the, the, it hasn't been there for me this season. I hate it. No, it'll happen. It's not sometimes. there for me this season. It'll happen. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of exposition dumps, a lot of uh, filler. It feels like you know, I just I generally don't get into that stuff. Uh, very, very much. Did you see that they were making a Bebo holiday special? I did. <laughs> i did it is an all-new animated one-hour special bebo saves christmas it says everyone's favorite fuzzy toy turned furry god will once again be a hero as he hopes to save christmas when sprinkles an efficiency obsessed elf decides that christmas would run better without santa claus bebo and his friends Travel to the North Pole to help discover what truly makes Christmas meaningful. Starring Ben Diskin as the voice of Bebo, Kamiki Glenn, sorry, Kimiko Glenn as the voice of Tweebo, Yvette Nicole Brown as the voice of Turbo, mm. Keith Ferguson as the voice of Fleebo, Chris Catan as the voice of Sprinkles, Ernie Hudson as the voice of Santa Claus. Dear God. Narrated by Victor Garber. <laughs> Fucking, of course. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is going to be real dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It may be... All right. It may be dumb in the right ways. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's fascinating to me as a show that Legends has... It's one of those shows where, like, man, the, you know, the first season was, you know, pretty solid. Like it was, it was mm-hmm. good, but it was good in the same way that kind of the rest of the CW shows were good, right? Yeah. Like, it it had its own take. It had some unique characters that were fun to follow and all that. Um, but it 
it, honestly, it was the introduction of Bebo where I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the season finale with Bebo in it. And it was so fucking insane that at some point I turned a corner. It, if there's a, such a thing as a reverse jump the shark, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Where I'm like, cool, you know what? I've reset my expectations for the show. This is what I expect now. And as for for this, they're killing it. I love it. Yeah. Um. They. I don't even know how to do that. Uh. I. I don't. I don't know how to categorize that. I. I don't remember seeing something like that. But yeah, it was. It was neat and very unique that they. They did that in my mind. Um. And then since then, it's just been a lot of fucking fun to watch. You know. Yeah. So I'm. All that being said, I'm kind of deeply curious about a Bebo fucking Christmas special. <laughs> That's. Yeah. That could be neat. It's a neat. That's a good cast. Like that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. It could be. I have lost the ability to have expectations about that show, which may be a good thing. Yeah, Legends is all over the place, man. But I'm enjoying it. I always enjoy it. Or I have the last couple of years. It's uh, its its own little brand of thing, man. But uh, shit, it's good. Yep. Uh, we got one more piece of news here. Uh, Naomi, the Ava DuVernay series mm-hmm. from DC has been picked up. It is it has been ordered to series at the CW. Um, so that is uh, from the Oscar nominee Emmy winner Ava DuVernay and Jill Blankenship of Arrow, mm-hmm. uh, starring Casey Walfall of Army Wives Power, The Lion King on Broadway, and the title role. The DC drama Naomi follows the journey of a cool, confident, comic book-loving teenager. I'm not sure those things exist. <laughs> as she pursues her hidden identity, or sorry, her hidden destiny. Uh, when a supernatural event shakes her small hometown of Port Oswego, Naomi sets out to uncover its origins with a little help from her fiercely loyal best friend, Annabelle. Uh, she also has the support of her adoptive doting parents, military, uh, sorry, veteran military officer Greg and linguist Jennifer. After an, encon- an encounter with Zambato, the mysterious owner of a used car lot, leaves her shaken. Naomi turns to tattoo shop owner D. Uh, who becomes her reluctant mentor while unraveling the mystery of herself. Naomi also navigates her high school friendships with both military kids and local townies, including ex-boyfriend and high school jock, Nathan, Annabelle's longtime loyal boyfriend, Jacob, uh, proud townie, Anthony and fellow comic book enthusiast Lords as Naomi journeys to the heights of the multiverse in search of answers. What she discovers will challenge everything we believe about our heroes. Oh, that's fitting though. Uh, yeah, that sounds cool I, it's like ava duvernay star girl is what it sounds like to <laughs> yeah. me but i mean I've, I've run across naomi in in the books and it's um i mean it, she was powerful enough to take someone down that took superman out mm-hmm. and it is some kind of extra dimensional energy that you know in in the michael mendes run um batman and superman are, are just confused uh, uh, about how the how the fuck she is you know yeah, I mean, if they're playing with with multiverse in this show, I'm I'm way more interested. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I don't know the character from the comics, but um, that was my introduction to I'm her a, was when she got like pulled into the uh, Bendis run. Yeah. Well, cool. I I look forward to seeing uh, how that plays out. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of actually I know I know it's kind of it's owned by the same people, but I'm actually pretty interested in the uh, the Powerpuff Girls live action show. <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> Have you heard who's playing the professor? Yeah. It's uh, Donald Faison from Scrubs. Oh fuck yes! <laughs> fuck they yeah. just uh, 
they just got delayed because they're um they're retooling the pilot. But uh, they like shot a pilot. Apparently, the studio didn't care for it. There was something about it they didn't like. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're they're maintaining their whole cast. It's just they're retooling mm-hmm. it. But it's um see Dove Cameron and um what's uh the girl who they were both on Agents of Shield. Dove Cameron and this girl um she played Daisy. She was Scott oh, on yeah. Agents of Shield. They're both a couple of the Powerpuff Girls. Nice. So. I'm like, okay, yeah. Is it going to be like Riverdale, though? Is it going to be like dark, broody <laughs> what, version? What are we of... doing here? I don't know. <laughs> CW, you've done yeah, a lot I of have... stuff. and It's always it's like a fireworks of, uh, of directions. <laughs> I don't know where you're going to go with stuff. So, any, uh, Is it, it going to be like the... Screenshots, at least. The, the evil monkey guy, is, is he just going to be like, I don't know having sex with old ladies and pulling strings behind the scenes, like freaking Hiram Lodge on Riverdale. Like what's yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and like, I, don't, I, I, I don't know what tone they're going to take with any, any given pilot. I, I just don't know, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's what I want to see. I want to see, you know, under the under the influence of Mojo Jojo, Bubbles opens a speakeasy, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and meets a chimp detective. Wait. Right, right. She hires Miss Cerebellum to run the <laughs> <laughs> run the books, without realizing. Yeah, she's in league with Mojo Jojo in all the wrong ways. Yeah, of course, the bouncer is Fuzzy Lumpkins. Dear God. <laughs> oh, dear good God. Uh, that's going to call it. I'm going to call yeah, it. I'm, yeah. Let's I'm, wrap. I'm good. That's fine. I'm hungry. Thank you guys so much for listening to DC on screen. Uh, if you've made it this far, we do truly love you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find every episode at DC screen.com and all of the aforementioned uh, uh places for you to to visit the the donation button the patreon link is is dconscreen.com or patreon.com slash dconscreen you know if you actually want to get go straight to it um we'll be back uh it will be back next week if there's enough news to swing it mm-hmm. i guess uh <laughs> there for a few weeks there wasn't but these um, things used to be seasonal and they're a bit more spreading now it's sporadic it's okay though we'll get back Mm -hmm. until next time keep some DC on your screen our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford Michael's band Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds or GEMS can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Are you maladjusted? How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. 
and every day your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to $1,000. Plus, get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus. A range of real benefits and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.